Good evening, church family. Come on, let's rise. Come on, let's raise up our voices. Let's sing. Let praise be a weapon that silences the enemy. Let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. Let it rise. Let praise arise. We see your name in the dark and it changes everything. We sing with all we are and we claim your victory. Let it rise, let praise arise. We'll see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. They cannot survive when we praise you. The God of breakthroughs on our side. Forever lift him high with all creation.
Amen. Welcome to tonight's midweek service here at New Beginnings Church. Amen. Tonight's our main guest of honor is Jesus tonight. And we're going to honor him tonight with our worship, with our time together. Lord, we're here to be together with you, Lord, to draw near to you. Lord, receive our worship here tonight, Jesus. Amen. We want to welcome those watching from afar in our stream as well. We want to walk, welcome those even in the mall just kind of walking around as they're making their way in. But man, tonight, let's just focus on being here together with the Lord, this song that he has put in your heart. We're going to sing about that victory and that promise that he gives us. Amen. Come on. We sing it together. Amen. This is what we sing about. We're going to raise it up to him tonight. We're going to raise it up to the Lord tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the song of victory, Lord, that you have put in our hearts, Lord, that have brought us through the door here tonight, Lord. These songs of victory, Lord, we praise you. We give you the honor and the glory. Come on, we sing it. I raise a hallelujah. Come on, every voice tonight. In the prayer.
control. Lord, we come into this place, Lord, because no matter what's going on in our life, Lord, we leave it to you. Oh, we breathe in. Come on, church. Doesn't it feel good to be able to take that deep breath and know that everything's going to be all right, that our Father is in control, and he's got it all under control. And that no matter what's going on, you and I can still, no matter what happens, whether it's the outcome you want or desire or not, the fact is we come in here and we still are able to raise that hallelujah. Amen? Our God is sovereign. Father, we thank you for your sovereignty, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Come on. So no matter what's going on, we can raise that hallelujah tonight together. Come on, ready? I'm going to sing. Come on. I'm going to sing. Come on, in the middle. In the middle Come on. of the storm. In the middle of your storm. Sing it. Louder and louder. You're going to hear my prayer. Come on, sing it. Come on. Come on. Sing it again. that tonight. Come on, the king is alive. Somebody in this house got to celebrate that tonight. Right? Come on. Says, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Death is defeated. The king is alive. Death is defeated. The king is alive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the peace. Thank you, Father, for your peace. Thank you for your promise. Thank you, Jesus. See him there singing, the great I am, a crown of thorns upon his head, the Father's heart. Displaying for us, oh God, we thank you for the cross. Lifted up on Calvary's hill, we curse your name, and even still, you bore our shame. And pain the cost. Oh God, we thank you for the cross. Sing Behold the Lamb, the story of redemption risen on his head. Jesus, you will reign forevermore. 
And Lord, we are grateful because the story of redemption is written on your hands and in our hearts, God. The way that you persevered the grave, God, and defeated death itself to give us life, God. We sing hallelujah. We sing behold the lamb, God, because you are great. You are worthy of our praise, God. You redeemed us. You saved us, God. And we give you all glory, all honor, and all praise for that in Christ Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I pray for all the people in this room and watching online, God. I pray that you be with them. You be with us, God. I pray that your spirit continues to flow tonight, God, through the preaching of your word, God, that you touch our hearts, that you open our hearts to you, Lord, and that you allow for your name to be magnified here in our hearts. It's in your precious and holy name we pray, God. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Church, let's lift up a shout of praise. Come on. Man. Hey, church. Let's take a minute, let's greet one another as worship comes to an end this evening. Well, good evening, good evening, New Beginnings Church. How are we doing tonight? We're here, we're awake, we're alive. Man, it's so great to be here. How about our worship team, man? Can we give them a round of applause? Our worship team, they just, man, unlike any other team, man, they are fantastic. And hey, church, before we go any further with our service, we've got a couple of quick announcements. My name is David Sanchez. I'm the youth minister here at New Beginnings Church. If we haven't had a chance to meet yet, hey, let's change that tonight. Uh, but anyway, we got a couple of announcements for you real quick. First of all, this coming Friday is our food distribution. And man, we are so excited for food distribution. We do this every second Sunday of the month. Beginning at 12 p.m., we are giving out close to around 12 to 15,000 pounds of food, man. It's an amazing thing that we do here at New Beginnings and for our community here in Albuquerque. Uh, those food boxes really make a difference in people's lives, man. I, I know uh, when I was growing up, that was always something that helped us receiving food boxes from churches. And so this Friday at noon is when we'll be giving them out. And it, because it's such a large event that happens here regularly, we need all hands on deck, family. And so if you have time in your schedule to be here by 10 a.m. to volunteer, that would be amazing, church. Volunteers get here 10 a.m. for food distribution, and 12 p.m. is when we'll start actually giving out the food, and that's this coming Friday. And same day, this coming Friday, on the 10th, we'll be doing a movie night for our youth. We got our youth sitting right over here if you want to welcome them real quick. They are all amazing. You guys have some of the greatest kids in the world. We got some over there, too. That's what's up. Uh, so this coming Friday at 6 p.m., youth, beg your parents, convince them however you got to do it. Uh, we'll be watching Joseph, the king, of, uh, the king of Dreams. This is the story of Joseph from the Bible. And by the way, one of the best animated films, in my opinion. An amazing movie. We'll be watching that at 6 p.m. Pickup time is at 8 p.m. for our parents, just so you guys have that heads up. So be here for that this Friday night at 6 p.m. We are really looking forward to it. And yes, dinner is provided. We'll feed these guys for you, too. You're welcome, parents. <laughs> and also, parents, keep in mind this Saturday... 
We're also having our parents' night out this Saturday, March 11th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Maybe you were a little busy around, last, uh, around Valentine's Day last month. Hey, we can make that up, right, guys? Right, guys? I'm sure we can. No? No, maybe not. <laughs> this Saturday night, go, go out on a date. Go, go, I don't know, maybe you got a birthday com- coming up. You got to do some shopping. Whatever you got to do, maybe you just need a break from the kids. Come drop them, drop them off with us. Sister Jessica does an amazing job uh, over here at NB Kids, and it's just fantastic what they do. They always leave with some Bible knowledge and with an with a full stomach, too. Always got plenty of snacks for these kids. And so you can register for that online at our website, nbcabq.com forward slash events, or you could always call our front office during the week for more info. Again, that's this coming Saturday, Parents' Night Out from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And also that Saturday, this is a busy weekend for us here at New Beginnings, man. Saturday morning, men's breakfast. Men, where we at? Where we at? Come on, come on. Yeah. Men's breakfasts are the event to be at. I mean, can we just talk about the bacon? The bacon, not to mention somebody, somebody's got the hookup for some of the best green chili I've ever had. Like, I'm going to have to interrogate every, every single guy this Saturday because I got to find where they get this green chili. It's a fantastic event, church. It begins at 7.45 a.m. And so, gentlemen, if you have a young man in your life that maybe you're mentoring or somebody that you want to see come closer to the Lord, all you got to do is say, hey, free breakfast. So hopefully we'll see all you gentlemen here this Saturday at 7.45 a.m. Oh, and this Sunday, next time we see you, church, uh, it will be spring forward. Spring forward already, I know. It feels like it came up so quickly. And so we just want to give you guys that heads up uh, so that way there's no excuse to be late. That includes for me too. Uh, (laughs) This Saturday, don't forget to set your uh, alarm clocks forward because this Sunday will be an hour ahead because of spring forward. And not to mention also this Saturday, we will be having child dedication after second service. And so if you want to be a part of that, you can register for that on our website, on our app, or you could also call our front office during business hours, and we'd love to give you more information and get you registered over the phone. And church, of course, all these things that we do here at New Beginnings would not be possible without your faithfulness and your tithes and your offerings. So church, with that, we want to say thank you so much for being here, for being faithful in what God's called us to do. And I want to remind you there's a few different ways to give here at New Beginnings. We have tithe boxes located at all four corners of the sanctuary here in this room. And also, uh, we have text to give. We have our website, nbcabq.com forward slash give. We have our NBCABQ app, and plus all those online versions. It's fast, safe, secure. We don't spam you with any nonsense, nonsense type text. It's just, hey, you paid some money. Here's a receipt for your records. We're good. And so with that, church, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of what God's doing at New Beginnings. And would you help me welcome our speaker to the stage, Brother A.J. Cully? Thank you. Thank you, church. How's everyone doing tonight? Good. Worship was fire, right? Awesome. Uh, Before we begin, I'd like to dismiss the youth. Uh, Before we get started, they have their own teaching time right across the hall. The youths. Wow, that's the future generation right now, future leaders. Let's give them a hand. They are important. Awesome. Well, church, I just want to thank you guys for allowing me to be up here today to bring you this message. Um, And I want to thank Pastor Richard, of course, to entrust me with this position up here at the pulpit. It's not easy. It really isn't easy to uh, to be here in this position. 
And I want to thank, obviously, the rest of the leadership at, at New Beginnings uh, to be allowing me to be here to bring you this message. Last week, we started, we kicked off a new series called God's Solution for Stress. Uh, that was kicked off by our brother Tomas last week. Give it up for Tomas. He did awesome. It was great. We kicked off this new uh, series, and life, life gets so busy all the time. It, it feels like we're constantly moving. We're always waiting for the next thing, and we're trying to prepare for the next thing that's coming. And we, uh, this series that we're doing is coming from a study. We're doing a study in the 23rd Psalm. Like I said, it's, it's amazing how busy we can get and how distracted we get when we become busy. Uh, our mind and our vision gets so foggy, we lose sight on important things, on things that are in front of us, the things that mean so much to us. We lose sight of that. We, we get distracted. Busy, there's, there's a little acronym for busy, and it says, busy, being under Satan's yoke. Uh, all right? Sometimes God's will is not to, God's will wants us to rest. He doesn't want us to be so busy, and we're so busy that we're drowning. We're drowning in our, in our minds, in our emotions, in our heart, in our walk with God. Real quick, in Psalm 127, chapter 127, verse 2, it says, It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved one. What are we doing to ourselves? We're working constantly, day and night. We're missing opportunities to be, spend time with our family, our spouses, our friends. We forgot what our hobbies were. We get so busy. We forgot what we do to, that helps us unwind. Me, when I unwind, when I'm stressed, when I've had a stressful day, I like to go to the gym. I know it doesn't look like it. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> I know it doesn't look like it, but when I need to unwind, when I need to just not think about anything, I go to the gym. I take it out on the plates. Sometimes I even watch TV. I love watching TV. We all do, right? It's the best thing ever. <laughs> but what are we doing to ourselves? You might have heard this before uh, in the past. And I'm just going to give you a quick reminder because we get so busy. And if you haven't heard this, this is your first time. But we have to think about sometimes, do we work to live or do we live to work? There's a big difference. Do we work to live or is our life always is solely based on our work? Do we live to work? And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We have to learn how to slow down. We have to learn how to take a breath, to take, it's okay to not work. It's okay to put things on hold for a little bit to remember what we're doing, the reason why we're working. We're working to live. We're working so that we can provide for our family. We're working so that we can do things, the things that we love to do, to do our hobbies. There's a movie that came out in 1986 and it's about a teenager who pretends to be sick, and he, call, and he calls into uh, school. And he gets his girlfriend to do it, and he convinces his best friend to do it. And they, the three of them, they have a day of fun. They go to a fancy restaurant. They go to a baseball game. I think you know what movie I'm talking about. Uh, 
And one of the famous words of Ferris Bueller, he says, life moves pretty fast. And if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. And that's true. That's true. There's even more famous words that we're going to talk about tonight. It comes from the word of God. So let's get into it. Psalm 23, that's where, uh, remember, that's where our study is coming from. Psalm 23, verse 2, says, He lets me rest. He, God, he lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Isn't that what we want? We want rest. We just need to take it easy. We need to know that there's peace. Heavenly Father, We need to unwind. God, we need to just clear our minds for just a second, for a moment, to just remember all the good things that you have in store for us, Lord, and to just enjoy life. Enjoy this life that we are so blessed to have, that we are so lucky to have, God, by your grace. So tonight, let us open our hearts and our minds. Let us learn how to unwind your way, God so that we can enjoy life just a little bit more, a lot more. Help us to lay it all down tonight. In Christ's name I pray, amen. So we need to believe God is going to take care of us. We need to learn to unwind God's way. I'm going to ask you guys some questions and just answer them in your head. Even though we we live in the land of manana, I've never heard of that before, but I heard it the other day. We live in the the land of manana, the land of tomorrow. We live in a rat race, and we're workaholics, especially if you live in New Mexico. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Are you always in a hurry? Are you always in a hurry? Are you always in a rush to do the next thing, the next project, the next assignment? Are you always, even if it's not even important, you're, you're trying to just get the kids to practice. You're trying to get, uh, get those bills paid. You're trying to go grocery shopping. Are you, are you in a hurry to do the next thing? Is your to-do list unrealistically long? Are you trying to do way too much in a short amount of time? Are you spreading yourself out thin? I'm guilty of that. I spread myself out way too thin sometimes. I add too much to my plate. I, I think I'm Superman. I'm not, and you're not Superman either. There's one Superman, and he's up there. Yeah. Do you use your days off to catch up with unfinished work? Be honest. On the days that you have off where you can relax, when you can just take it easy, are you still working? Are you still doing your honeydews? Has more than one person ever told you to slow down? Has someone ever told you and looked at you, hey, are you okay? You seem a little stressed. No, I'm not stressed. Nope, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm stressed by the, I'm blessed by the, uh, blessed by the best. Are you sure? And you all, you're twitch-eyed. So people notice it. People, people notice when you're stressed because our emotions get in balance we, we, we have this short fuse. We're always on edge. We, we feel like people are walking on eggshells with us. Do you feel guilty when you relax? <laughs> do you feel guilty when you relax? How about do you have to get sick in order to take time off? 
you have to really, really be sick, like ugh, sick, in order to take time off. And if you answered yes to any of those questions, then today this message is for you. This message is going to be for you today. We've all heard those, uh, you know, if you're, you know, you're a redneck when, you know, when you're a redneck if. Well, I found this the other day. It says, you know, you're a workaholic when. You know, you're a workaholic when all your Christmas cards come from business associates. Not a single Christmas card, holiday card is from your family because you're so busy that you don't even talk to them. You don't have any Christmas gifts or cards from your friends because you don't even talk to them. You're so busy. They're just from your business associates and partners. You know you're a workaholic when you don't even know which school, which kid attends. <laughs> you know you're, you're a workaholic when you wear a beeper to church. I don't even know those things still exist. <laughs> if, you, if you wear a beeper to church, I've seen one before. It's at the museum. <clears throat> anyway. You know you're a workaholic when your family calls you occupied. Occupant. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> when your family calls you occupant, you're there, but you're not really there. You're there physically, but you're not there mentally. You're not there emotionally. Or maybe you're, just, you're not even there. You're still stuck at the office. You're still stuck doing something. You know you're a workaholic when you unwind from work by watching 2020. I like 2020. <laughs> it's interesting. You know you're a workaholic when you take business-related material into the bathroom. You're sending an email. You go to the bathroom, and you just got to send one last quick email. Oh, I forgot to do this. Let me just do this real quick on my phone or on my laptop. A lot of us do those things. They're funny. Yeah, they're funny, but we do those things. We're taking our work in places where it shouldn't even be. I think it shouldn't even be allowed. God really wants us to learn how to relax. It says in Psalm 23, he lets me rest. God wants us to rest. He allows us to take those times to just, (sighs) okay, refocus. In green meadows, he leads me beside peaceful streams. God is interested in those rest times. God is interested in those times when you're trying to relax and unwind. He wants you to unwind with him. He wants you to lay it out, all your stress, all your worries unto him. Because again, you're not Superman. I'm not Superman. He's Superman. He's got it. He's God. He's gonna take care of all of it. He, and when you do that, he's going to take more and more away from you. He's going to give you that spiritual massage, that spiritual, emotional massage. He, I got you. It's okay. Let's get that knot. He, he takes it all away. A recent poll that was taken says 51% of Americans wish they could slow down more. 51% more. A Harris poll recently says that we have eight and a half hours less of leisure time than a decade ago, than 10 years ago. That's how crazy and consumed us humans are with work, that we don't even have leisure time anymore, hardly. We're working more and enjoying it less. No one likes to work, but you should enjoy your work a little bit. 
We're going to relax God's way. And we're going to use the acrostic, relax. R-E-L-A-X, relax. And the first letter that we're doing is R. We got to realize your worth to God. You need to realize that you are worth something to God. Most people overwork because they confuse their work with their worth. And they find their identity in work as well. In America, we get our worth by how much work we do. You're only, in America, you're only worth something by what you do and how much of it you do. Let me put it this way. If you meet two people at a grocery store or somewhere, you meet two people. You meet a surgeon and you meet a flower salesperson. Who are you going to respect more? Who are you going to respect more, the surgeon or the, fl- or the flower salesperson? Obviously, the surgeon. Obviously. That guy works day in and day out performing surgeries on people, helping them get better. But how much time does that surgeon have with his family, his friends, his hobbies, his, his, his likes? Many of us grew up being told that we were a nobody, that, that you're worth nothing. You'll never be worth anything. And so we work to prove those people wrong. We work so that we can prove those people wrong. Words hurt. So we work so we can prove those people wrong. We have to know, we have to realize what God is saying about it. But look what it says in James. In James chapter 1, verse 18, he says, He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word, his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. Out of everything he made, the birds, trees, the skies, the oceans, he called us. He favors our, us, everything that we are the most. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 26. Jesus says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Even the, even the birds and animals have to eat, but yet he takes care of them. And he, yet even then, he finds us way more valuable than them. We will never understand how much God loves us. There is nothing that we can do in our lives that would make God love us less. His love is based on him, not on our performance. How much time we're spending with him, how much we are pouring out our love into him, not by our good works. God doesn't have a good, new, uh, a good person uh, chart and puts a gold star every time we do something good. No, he just wants us to be spend time with him. When we when you started dating your spouse, when you started dating your husband and your wife, and you guys were in that honeymoon phase, and you started writing each other's names on on your notebooks and on your hand, carving it in the trees or on the bridge. Remember that? <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> Look what he says in Isaiah. Isaiah 49, 16, see, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. See, God loves us so much that every, that our names, he doesn't forget us. He doesn't forget us. The scars on his hands are a mark of his love for us. So we need to say, God, help me. Help me feel how much I, you love me. 
Help me to realize my worth. Help me, God. That's how we need to unwind. Help me realize my worth to you. And the E in relax, E, says enjoy what we already have. We need to enjoy the things that we already have. We can be so preoccupied in getting what we want that we don't even enjoy what we already have. We're working more and more and more, and we don't even enjoy what we have. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 13, it says, And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor. We should enjoy what comes out of our labor. We should enjoy what we get and what we have when it, that comes out of our expenses. For these are gifts from God. God allows us to have this because we are worth something, because he loves us, he allows us from the fruits of our labor to have all of these things that we get from our labor. When is enough going to be enough? When are we ever going to enjoy what we have? We're never satisfied at home. We're, we're, we're trying to keep up with the Joneses, is what they say. We're always trying to have the next big thing. This thing. It's the same phone, but with a different number. And yet everyone is trying to get it. It still makes calls just like the one you have now. It still sends texts. You can still search the internet. The only difference is that it has a different number. Oh, it's the iPhone 13, not the 12. Oh, it's the 14, not the 13. It's the same thing. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 6, it says, And yet better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with, with hard work and chasing the wind. The greatest things in life are not things. You have never heard anyone on their, deaths, on their deathbed say, I wish I spent more time at the office. Heck no. Heck no. <laughs> You're not taking that stuff with you. Yes, they're nice. I love my TV. I love Star Wars. I've seen Star Wars a hundred times. I can quote every single movie. Adrienne's tired of it. She's ready for something different. It's considered a tragedy here in America to die penniless. What better time to die, though, right? That's timing. But we have to enjoy the things that we already have. When is enough going to be enough? When's the last time that you rode your four-wheeler? When's the last time you stayed in your camper? The L and relax, R-E-L-L, we have to limit our workload. You need to limit your workload. Again, in in the... And the questions, do you take your work home with you? We've got to make a conscious decision to do other things than just work. We've got to schedule time for ourselves. We've got to schedule time for God or our spouse, our family, our friends. When's the last time you and, you and your spouse went on a vacation together? 
Ladies, let go of your husband's hands. He's got it. (laughs) When's the last time you guys took a vacation? When's the last time you went on a family vacation? When's the last time you called up your friend? Hey, let's go, let's go get it, let's go get a bite to eat. Let's go get a cup of coffee. Let's go do something. I miss you. I I I'm gonna make some time because I miss you and I love you and I care about you. Especially if you're self-employed or you're a single parent. Especially if you're self-employed or a single parent. It's important. If you're you feel alone, but you're not alone. So you have to make that time to spend time. If you're a single parent, make that time to spend time with your kid. Remember what you're working for. If, you're, if you continue to work, all, the, all, all they're going to remember is their mom and dad being at work. If you're self-employed, our best requires rest. And you can get so many irons in the fire that you can't put out the fire. In Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 15, it says, Fools are so exhausted by a little work that they can't even find their way home. This, this lady one time was, was uh, looking for her pastor. She was saying, Pastor, I, I've been calling you all weekend. Pastor, I've been, I've been, I called you all day Saturday, and you didn't even there. You weren't even there. You didn't answer. And the pastor said, well, Saturday's my day off. Pastor's got to rest too. Saturday's my day off. She says, the devil doesn't take days off. And the pastor says, if I don't take a day off, I'm going to be like the devil too. I'm going to go do stupid stuff. I need a day off. I need to relax. I need to spend time with God. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 9 through 10, it says, you have six days each week for your ordinary work. Ten This is coming from the Ten Commandments. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. It's right there in 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 the Bible, God's word. He wants us to rest. He wants us to take a day off, to enjoy the things that we've had in life, to, to enjoy the things that God has given us. In, in Mark chapter 2, verse 27, it says, Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. This is so important. So important that God put it in the Ten Commandments, and every seventh day you take off. What are you supposed to do on your Sabbath? Rest your body. If you don't rest your body, your body will take time to rest itself. In 1789, between 1789 and 1799, the French Revolution happened. And during the French Revolution, they actually abolished the Sabbath day. For the revolution and it ended up being so bad that they brought it back because soldiers needed it families needed the sabbath day to rest i feel guilty you're probably saying i feel guilty if i rest i feel guilty jesus did it jesus said come apart for a while come apart or you will be or you will come apart 
Rest your body. Jesus told them to take a break. We have to recharge our emotions, quiet time, recreation, or, yeah, recreation. We need time to recharge our relationships. Sometimes I just need 20 minutes of silence. So I'll sit in my room, I'll turn the light off, and I'll just sit there, literally in silence. Sometimes we need to get away. We need to recharge. We need to recharge. I call it a social battery before we even go out. Because if you're stressed, if you're stressed about work or just life, and you go out and you try to socialize, people are going to notice it. They're going to be walking on eggshells over you, and it's not going to be enjoyable. People want to enjoy the time around you. You want to enjoy the time around your family. We have to refocus our spirit. You need to refocus your spirit. Worship. If you are too busy for God, then you're too busy. We are blessed with life because of God. So we need to give thanks. We need to worship. We need to say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I get to rest. Thank you, God, that life just isn't about work. I can enjoy the things in life. I can enjoy the little things in life. And even the bigger things. Spend time with each other. Again, when's the last time you and your spouse went on a vacation or on a date? If you're in college, when's the last time you went to go hang out with some friends? When's the last time you even contacted your family? Take a break from the books. I, went, I just start, uh, started back at CNM in college, and I'm already stressed. I need, <laughs> I need to take time. <laughs> I need to take time to remember why I'm going to school. I'm going to school so I can better my life, but my life is out there. The A, we need to A and relax. We need to adjust our values. You need to adjust your values. You have to rethink what is important to us. Why am I doing this? Why am I working? We need to decide that there are better things than getting more. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 4, it says, Then I observe that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. But this, too, is meaningless, like chasing the wind. In Mark chapter 8, verse 36, And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul. Our life goes just like that. It's like a spray bottle. Should have brought a spray bottle. You spray it and it's gone. Our life goes just like that. Ferris Bueller, if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Is it worth losing it all for? Again, have you ever heard anyone on their deathbed say, I wish I spent more time at the office? I wish I would have done at least a little more at work. When is the last time you went snowboarding? When's the last time you took that camper out? When's the last time you went fishing? And the last thing we got to do, exchange, that's the X, exchange your pressures for God's peace. This is looking deep into the root of our, of our stress, physical fatigue. We're physically exhausted. 
emotional fatigue. Our emotions, our feelings, they're, in, they're imbalanced. We're so on edge. We're tired. We can't even function. We can't even hold a simple conversation with our family at the dinner table. We're so exhausted. You're working too much. You're working too hard. You're there, but you're not there. Your family wants you here. Your family wants you here. Your friends want you here and here. Spiritual fatigue, our souls, that's the most important. Our, our spiritual, our mental health is so important in our everyday lives. And if we're not healthy there, then we can't be healthy anywhere. We can't move forward. Some of you aren't, aren't physically tired, but emotionally you're a wreck. It, you're bottled up inside. You're just stacking things on, on one on top of the other, and you're trying to act like you're okay, but you're not. You're stressed. Let it out. Unwind. Give it to God. Why would we serve a God who loves us to be stressed all the time? Take a break. Slow down. I love my family. I love my kids, my grandkids. I love my wife. I love my husband. I love my friends. I love the life that God has given me. I don't even know what I love anymore. Don't bottle it up. Lay it out. Lay it down in front of God. We need a relationship with God to rest. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 29, it says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy, heavy burdens, for I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart. The burden that Jesus gives us is soft. It's not hard. It's gentle. It's gentle at heart. It's humble. And you will find rest for your soul. Psalm 23, he lets me rest in green meadows. In the, that Matthew, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, the me, this is the paraphrase. This is from the message translation. This is what it says. It says, Lord, help me to rest in your love, to realize my worth so that I can quit trying to prove myself to, to everyone. Words hurt. Who are you trying to prove? They're not even in your life anymore. Who are you living for now? Who are you trying to prove? Do you work to live or do you live to work? Help me to enjoy what I already have. God, thank you I have a roof over my head. God, I know I don't go out all the time, but I thank you that you have allowed me to put food on my table. Instead of always wanting more, teach me to limit my workload to make time off every week for you, for God. God, thank you that I have a job and that I can, I have this money to give back to you and to also enjoy the things that this life has to offer that glorifies you. 
to rest my body, to recharge my emotions and refocus my spirit. Help me to adjust my values and exchange my pressures for your peace. That's the, tra- that's the message translation. He lets me lay down. He lets me rest in green meadows. Church, we got to learn how to slow down. We got to remember what we're working for. Do you work to live or do you live to work? What's your family saying? Sorry, kids. Mom's working again. Sorry, kids. Dad's working again. Honey, did you remember we were supposed to go on a date tonight? Did you remember we were supposed to do this this weekend? We are supposed to get away for a while? We got to limit our workload. We got to remember the things, the great things that God has placed in front of us, that God has placed in our lives so we can enjoy them because soon they're going to be gone. And yes, we'll be somewhere better. We'll be in an amazing place one day soon. But we still have great lives here. We still have people around us who love and want to be around us. How can we make memories? How can we fulfill a life that God has given us if we're not around, if we're always stressing about work, if we're working too much? What's keeping you from resting? What are you trying to prove? Your family misses you, I'll tell you that. And I know you do too. He knows you misses your family. Some of you have bottled bottled it up and you're trying to let it out. And so tonight I want to open up these altars. I want you to let it out tonight. He wants you to let it out tonight. Lay it down at his feet. Let him take care of it. If there's something that you need to lay down in front of him tonight, the altars are open right now. And we have prayer partners that are ready to pray with you to help you do that. Maybe you're hearing... You've heard this this message tonight, and you're saying, I need to. You're not even a Christian yet. And you're saying, I want that. I want that light burden. And if that's you, I'd like you to say, that's me. I need to. Thank you, brother. Congratulations. We're going to pray with you. Someone's going to come pray with you. Is there anyone else? Are you going to wait, church? How long are you going to wait until you're ready to lay it down? Until you're laying on your back and the only way that you're looking is up? And when you're looking up, you see God? That's Do it now so that you're not laying on your back. Heavenly Father, we need to learn how to limit. We've forgotten all about life. Lord, we know that it's to live for live for you 
to serve you and to glorify you. But God, you've placed things in our lives that, that we're so blessed by, gifts from you that we've forgotten that who they're from, that they're from you, we've forgotten to enjoy them. So Lord, tonight, we lay it down in front of you. Lord, release the stress, release the workload. Help us to release the workload. Help us to say, no, I'm sorry. I need to spend time with my family. I need to find me again. I need to find my hobbies again. I need to enjoy life. And Lord, while we enjoy this life that you've given us, we give you thanks, God. Every day when we wake up, we give you thanks and we give you praise for another chance to do it over again, God, with new opportunities. And I pray if there's anyone here tonight, Lord, that's struggling with that, that they would release it to you. I pray for all of our leaders, God, Pastor Richard, Pastor Cindy, Pastor Mike, and the rest of the leadership here at New Beginnings. Allow them to release the stress, to release the workload. Allow them, God, to remember the life that you've given them and to enjoy it abundantly. And Lord, I pray tonight for a specific person, Cynthia, Lord. Lord, that she also would lay it out in front of you. Lord, you know the needs in her life right now, God. I pray that you would reach in, Lord. Reach into her heart, reach into her mind. And show up in her life in an amazing, immaculate way that only she can comprehend and understand, Lord. And I pray that for everyone here tonight, Lord, if they don't know you yet, I pray that you reach into their heart, Lord, and, and you grab it and you put it all back together again. That they can see and, and understand this love that everyone talks about, Lord, that you have for them. That they understand that they have worth that they are worth something to you, and that's the best thing that can ever happen to any of us, Lord. And we thank you for that. God, help us to unwind. Help us to relax your way. Let us rest, God, in green meadows. Jesus, lay that light burden, humble and gentle at heart, yoke and burden in your word. And Lord, I thank you for everything that you've been doing, all that you've done, Lord. And I pray a blessing over everyone tonight, God, as they make their way home. Keep them safe, God. Lord, let them go home to their families tonight and embrace each other. Let them thank you for placing, for putting together such a beautiful and amazing family that was perfect for them. Allow them to remember the love they have for each other, God. Allow forgiveness, allow mercy, allow grace, God, in everyone's household. 
Lord, be at the center of our lives, be at the center of our work, God. We just love you, we thank you. In Christ's name, I pray, amen. Church, thank you, you are dismissed again. The altars are open, thank you.